0: Hello and welcome. Today is March the 29th. It's approximately 7.32 p.m. Central Standard Time. My name is Terry. I am a nurse educator, a CPR instructor, and a small business owner. This is episode 20, and I wanted to come to you guys to talk to you tonight about healthcare and being busy. There is no such thing as busy in healthcare. There are liabilities that nurses, doctors, and the hospitals have to consider when it comes down to each and every one of their patients. And so I wanted to talk to you guys about an incident that happened to my family yesterday and, uh, and then I will go into what you need to do to protect yourself from such incidents. So yesterday, I was called and um, I was told that one of my family members was presenting in the ER with um, some high blood pressure. And um, I just told the, um, you know, his mom to keep me informed. You know, high blood pressure, that's probably pretty normal for someone um, of, um, you know, young person, older person, um, African descent. Um with the history uh family history of high blood pressure, cardiac disease, diabetes, etc. He is fairly healthy. I mean, actually besides a little allergies and things of that nature, he's a fairly healthy person, but he was having some congestion that he could not get rid of and decided to um go to the ER because um it, the congestion had, had gotten down into his chest and everything and he was feeling bad. And so at any rate We thought he had the flu because his family, his immediate family, wife, and children had um, previously had the flu like last week. And so he went to the ER and they took his blood pressure, which happened to be 200s over 100s, like extremely high for anyone, much less a young person such as himself. And I can just tell you that he is under thirty. And so, um, they rushed him back. Well, in the middle of uh, rushing him back, I'm, I'm told that no one asked him what his allergies were. So we're gonna put a check mark right there. No one asked him his medical history. We'll put a check mark right there. No one asked him his surgical history. We'll put a check right there. No one asked him his family history. They simply proceeded to give him a IV line in his arm and proceeded to, which they were successful at, pushing a IV medication that you would generally give someone that is in the critical care or um, ER or ICU. And of course, he was on a monitor, so he was at the right place for them to give that medication. But... What about asking him questions? He came in alert and oriented. He could answer any question. This is his very first time ever being in the hospital, in an ER, and so he didn't know to tell them what they needed to know. And so it end, he ended up calling me, or you know, his mom ended up calling me to let me know his status. And so, um, with that being said, I then told her to let, you know, let me know what, what, what else was going on. And, um, they did do whatever they needed to, um, x-ray, CT scan, etc. just to make sure that he was n- not having any brain changes, stroke, etc. And so, um, they were going to send him home and I proceeded to tell his mom to speak with the doctor and let's the doctor know that her son had never had a IV push medication that was a critical care IV push medication and um that he should be watched because if he would go home in fact he may his his blood pressure may uh decrease and uh it may decrease too much and so she did that and the doctor ended up admitting him into the hospital to which they just put him up in an, on an observation floor and I'm putting up quotations right now you guys they're going to watch him in the meantime nurses and um, were getting medicine and giving it to him without telling him what the medicine was on top of the fact that they were not scanning the medicine properly, um, and certain hospitals that have electrical um, health records or uh, a a, um, a um, barcode uh, medication administration um, system, generally the nurse uh, will uh, go into the room with the medication in its original package. They will identify the patient. Now this is standard protocol. Identify the patient by two identifiers, name, date of birth, or name in um last four or whatever. And then they will um then proceed to scan their armband and um and then uh, of course check their allergies and then give you know scan the medication and then give the medication. Well, this these particular nurses on this floor um simply just brought him pills in a um cup and my my um family member took the pill and um without you know knowing what the pill was or asking he was just feeling bad so he just took the pill took a sip of water well after he received the pill we came up to i decided i'm gonna come up there something just told me go up there see about him and um he was nauseated really, really bad and uh began to um vomit. So um what it's really frustrating because this is my loved one so this story is really frustrating to talk about but I wanted to talk to you guys tonight especially it was just bugging me and I'm just really like wanting to get this information out to the general community because as a nurse I would never treat someone's loved one like this And so um, I asked him, could he press the call button to ask the nurse to come and give him something for nausea? And he then informed me that the call button did not work. Then I noticed that he was laying in the bed uncomfortably. I noticed there was no pillow. Then I noticed that um, even if he was well enough to tried to get his mind off of the illness. There was no TV um, in his room. Then I noticed that I was like, okay, well, let me just focus on what's going on with him and not notice all the ex- the environment, the external stuff. Well, my family member didn't have an armband on that said that he, he had no, no allergies or he had an allergy and he does have an allergy. And so I'm like, how can any nurse, how can any doctor prescribe a medication to a person without knowing their allergies? Now, my nephew is the typical young person. And um, when I say typical, I say typical in my community environment surroundings he's tatted he's got the white t-shirt jeans and of course the nice shoes or whatever the young kids are wearing these days but he is a very very hard worker he is also married to his his um to his he's married to his longtime girlfriend his high school girlfriend as a matter of fact him and her had been together for over 15 years And they have two beautiful children. They live in their own home of which they own. So she works. She has a very good job. And so to look at them, you would think that maybe they didn't have all the things that I previously just mentioned. However, they do. And what's really crazy is that that part has to be inside this particular story. I've worked at a lot of hospitals in this area, and they all have some type of image and prejudgment about African-American young people and the way in which they live. Um, And and they don't even ask them, you know, to treat a patient, to care for a patient comprehensively. There are questions there are histories that we must take to treat them accordingly we didn't i mean you know we don't get to judge when you're caring for someone you don't get to be um um, selective in caring for a patient who comes to you um as a patient i mean you know seriously we are public servants so As the evening went on, my, um, family member wanted to, um, gain a, he wanted to get into a private room because he has some other issues that, um, he he has some other issues that, um, that are, that are more pertaining to his privacy. Plus he wanted his wife to spend the night and there was another gentleman in the room that he was sharing. And so, um we ended up um, asking for a private room to which we were told we could not have one and there were four available on the unit um, and, and there was one specifically that was promised to him before he actually got up there because he wanted his wife to stay and so um, they, uh, when they saw him they changed their mind And so uh, I ended up coming up, like I said, looking at the fact that he didn't have an armband. They didn't know his medical history. They didn't know his surgical history. They didn't know his family history. They didn't know if he took any medications that morning. I asked him, did they ask you any of these questions? And he said, no, they didn't ask me anything. And I mean, I just felt so bad. I didn't tell him. I said, well, what did they do? He said, they put something in my IV I asked him what he said he did not know I he said and they gave me some pills I asked him what he said they did not he did not know and so for one if you are a nurse and you're listening to me you should never ever if you're a nurse doctor PA APN, you should never be giving anybody any medication without letting them know what it is, what it could do, and what you are giving it to them for. Because, of course, some medicines are, um, you know, you can give Tylenol for a backache, you can give Tylenol for a headache, whatever. Those niggas need to be specified so that the patient knows what they're taking. Um, I finally got the nurse down to talk to me and i asked her um who was his doctor and she could not even tell me who his doctor was so it's it was just an awful awkward situation where i had to actually speak up and say listen i used to work here i know the rules uh you know I know people that work here and this is not right. You you guys are not following the book and I need the you're not following the policies and I need to speak with your shift supervisor. Well instead of the shift supervisor they went and got the charge nurse and the charge nurse came down and told me that he would inform the shift supervisor that we wanted to speak to him once the shift supervisor came up to handle some equipment that needed to be repaired which meant he wasn't going to call the shift supervisor just if he happened to see the shift supervisor then he'll he'll let him let him know so what we did was we made sure to call the administrator on duty Every single hospital in this state, I'm just going to say, have to have an administrator on duty. And once those people get called, they know that there's a big issue. Now, you may be thinking, what's the big issue? First and foremost, how will you give me a pill if you don't know what I'm allergic to? You have not asked, and you just simply not do not know. You don't know if I have any underlying health issues or conditions uh, that will affect me by taking that medication because you did no history on me. That's you know that's neglect. Okay, that can actually land you in jail as a healthcare provider. Like seriously. And he was critically ill. Like his blood pressure was 230 over 118. Yes, okay, we're trying to get it down. But can you please tell me what you're doing to me? Like I'm a whole human being. Don't just come in here and say, here, take this. That's not going to work. And it's not going to work for anybody that I love. Um. Also, he did have an IV but his IV infiltrated, which means that, um, as they were using the IV, it became unusable, uh, at some point. And, um, so it took them about six hours to get him another IV in his arm. And then, um, they eventually got a pillow. They asked for the pillow at two. They eventually got the pillow at like seven o'clock that night. Like a pillow? Seriously? They were telling us that they would have to look for pillows. Now I know you all work in. If you're a nurse, nurse's assistant, or some, you know, some healthcare provider, you know, you all know that we are short of pillows. But one thing's for certain, two things for sure. You can always call environmental services in your hospital, which is housekeeping, some may call them, and they will find you a pillow quicker than five hours. I'm certain of it. And so anyways, um, the nurse that was assigned to him had came in, saw him nausea- nauseated and vomiting and said that she was going to um give him something for his nausea. Well, it took her two hours to even go that way. And I know because I stood out in the hallway. The reason why we all stood out in the hallway is because there were no chairs in the room for us to sit down at, at all. And so I could just go on and on about all the issues that was there, that was present last night in regards to um, my family member. However, I'm just gonna let you guys know that by the time I left the hospital, they were all resolved. I made sure that I contacted the administrator on duty, who in turn made the um, shift supervisor come up. He personally went and found chairs for us to sit in, and he personally handled the room switch. And he spoke with them in regards to um, what was happening uh, in with my um, family member. And also, I stayed long enough to see the doctor. So, um, I talked to the doctor. I explained to her what was going on in regards to his care and what his um mom was telling her which she was there with me and she talked to the doctor as well and listen i'm i told them i said i am not trying to be you know a real you know crazy nurse who thinks she knows everything or whatever but this is my loved one and the way in which he was handled was not right and so he's doing better now um if you're a praying person, pray for him and his family to get back on track because he is off work. But um, this is what I came to tell you guys. If you are a health care provider, if you are a nurse, if you are a APN, if you are a doctor, if you are anyone that is listening to me that give patient care. Let me just say this. The judge does not care. About you being busy. Being busy is not. And will never be used. As an excuse. Or defense. If you hurt someone. It is called a liability. Okay. It is neglect. And you you will get in some big trouble. And thank God. That. That. Nothing that they gave him harmed him to our knowledge. But people in healthcare and people that are taking care of patients, people that are public servants, you need to be careful when you are taking care of other people's loved ones because you never know who knows what and who knows who. And someone just may... Take your license, get your license taken because I could literally call into the State Board of Nursing and have this lady um, investigated because of the way in which she handled um, my loved one. Also, if you are not a healthcare provider and you happen to go to the hospital or you're sick a lot, you need to take someone with you. You need to take a friend, you need to take a family member, you need to have someone with you that can speak up for you, that can see what's going on around you while you are sick. This, you know, that is so much, I mean, it's, it's very, very helpful and it's, and it's needed these days. These nurses are turning out and they are being turned out by the money, I guess by the Instagram fame cuz i think some nurses are going to nursing school to wear scrubs and makeup. I'm not really sure about that, and i can't I, i'm not talking about all nurses. But you 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 have to treat people the way you want to be treated if you were that person. If you were in the bed throwing up, would you want someone to hurry to get you something for nausea? And if you're busy, that's fine. We understand that. He was not the only patient that she had. That's fine. But there were other nurses on that floor that could very well pull a small dose of medicine to give to him for relief. So at any rate, I just wanted to stop by and, you know, let you guys know that if you're a healthcare provider, Please take care of the people that are sick. They're counting on you to get well. And if you are a patient or you go to the hospital, take somebody with you. Take somebody that's not a scary Mary. Take somebody that's going to speak up if they see something wrong. Because that sometimes that's the thing that will save your life or your loved one's life um also the doctors the nurses in these hospitals they can do more than they say they can do they can move faster than they say they can move they can do a lot to help you get better and get on about your business okay so again there's no such thing as busy in healthcare I appreciate you guys sticking around long enough to listen to my story. And like I said before, my family is doing fine. He's still there. They're trying to regulate his blood pressure this day too. But please be careful if you're taking care of other people's loved ones. Like, you know, as African-American, we we love our family too. And I'm certain whether you are African-American or not, You love yours as well. So, you know, and I want to um, dispel another myth, um, which I talked to them last night about, is that we don't go to the hospital to have a night stay as if it's a hotel. Like, there are valid reasons for us wanting private rooms, And we don't have to get into what those are, but certain individuals um, have other issues that I don't want to disclose here that they really do need those private rooms. Don't, you know, this, my family member has a beautiful home. As a matter of fact, he has two that he could stay in at any time and don't have to pay a dime to live there. And yes, they do belong to him. It was his, his it was his inheritance. So, you know, people just need to stop prejudging people. And if you have a license, if you have a certification to care for people, then do that. Don't just treat people any kind of way. So, at any rate, thank you guys for listening. I'll be back. To talk to you more about community health. And um, again, my name is Terry. Thank you for listening. Have a good weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.